0: You are listening to a podcast of the River in Durant, Oklahoma. Visit us online at rolcf.org. All right, open up the open up your Bibles. Uh just to catch you up if 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 you haven't been here, uh uh and even if you have been here, we're going to just catch you up on where we've left off. We've been doing a four-part series. It's our Christmas series. Uh we started the first week uh talking about uh the the miraculous what I call it see it wasn't a, a miraculous birth you know everybody thinks the birth of Jesus was a miracle it wasn't the birth that was a miracle it was the conception that was a miracle once she conceived it was, the scripture says it was a sign from that point on so the conception and I believe with all my heart the the, the title of that message is be it unto me and I believe with all my heart that Uh, when she said, when she listened to the word of the Lord, and she couldn't listen to that word with fear in her heart. And what we saw that first week was a series of events of different people that had fear in their heart, and every time there was fear in their heart, God had to come in their heart, in their life in a way, speak a word to them that would cause them to be at peace in their heart so they could hear the word of the Lord. There was fear in the shepherds, there was fear in Joseph, there was fear in Mary... Uh, and there's fear in the world. And until a person understands that God's not mad at us anymore, until the world understands that He's at peace with us, see, if you're afraid of God, you're not going to hear the word that God has for you. In every one of those scenarios, they had, yes, you, the fear had to be subdued. It had to be taken away. Before the word could get in and plant in the heart, because the fear was taken out of Mary's heart, the word was able to come in, and she received it. She said, "Be it unto me." She received the word. Uh, the next, and so that whole first Sunday, we start talking about the the word of God being planted in our heart, and how I believe that's a perfect example of our Christian living. How we get the fear, we get settled, we get peace in our heart, we receive the word. We act on the Word. We respond by our confession. Mary had a song that she sang because she believed it in her heart. And Elizabeth even told her that when she showed up and uh, Elizabeth and Mary got together, Elizabeth, uh, John the Baptist, wept in her womb while he was yet in there. And she said, oh, now there will be a fulfillment of those things that were spoken to her because she believed. And that's where we're going to pick up uh, today, basically. But... Uh, the next week we talked about Unsilent Your Night, and how we talked about how the. Uh, I mean, I love the, the one of the most beautiful songs ever written, Silent Night, Holy Night, but really it is not what happened during the time of Jesus' birth and Nativity. It wasn't a silent night. It was silent until the angels showed up, and then heavenly hosts shouted from heaven. It made a lot of noise. It wasn't a quiet night. Once the once the angels showed up, the 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 shepherds were excited and they went out they saw the sign that the angels told them about uh, jesus uh, being in the manger and the bible says from that point on they went about the entire city telling everybody what they had just seen and it was at night so in other words they woke people up to tell them about what they had just experienced until the whole city heard about it it wasn't a silent night it wasn't quiet and so the whole theme about that message there was that, see, that we've got Jesus in our heart and there, there's, there's this word that has been spoken to our heart, but because of our traditions, we make a habit of making them quiet and not telling anybody. But when we see what the word has to say, it says when the word's in you, or you've been spoken the word, it, it, if something happens in you, you see the sign and the wonder in your life, we need to unsilent our night and get the word out. We don't need to hide the nativity in us, the Jesus in us. We need to tell somebody. We need to unsilent our night. And what do we unsilent the night with? Well, the next week we talked about the covenant of peace uh, and the gospel of peace, and that's what the angels came to declare. And I understand that Jesus, you know, the, the angel came and declared that the Savior was to be born uh, in a manger. And that's one thing that they were declaring, but the Savior was to be born in the manger because God was declaring peace on earth and goodwill toward men. The reason the Savior, Jesus, was being born in a manger was because of the gospel of peace and the covenant of peace, that God was not mad at the world any longer, and He was declaring it with the birth of His Son that was going to die on the cross be buried in the grave, raised again three days later, and now seated with him in the right hand of the throne of God. See, Jesus wasn't the beginning, he was the beginning of the end. See, it all started back in Genesis, and we talked about all this. This morning, we're going to talk about a message that, that, that I, I believe it is. If it's, it's something, and I really don't want to call it a message, I really hope you, you understand. That this is not a message, just something. I, this is something I hope you get in your heart. That literally, if you can get this principle in your heart, this truth in your heart, it will literally change everything that you do the rest of your life. In the name of God. The message this morning is a, a, we title it called "The Camels Are Coming." We've got it on the board back there. Camels are coming. It's been in the newspaper. The camels are coming. We need to understand what causes. What's it mean to have the camels coming or what causes the camels to come? Turn with me to the book of Daniel. We're going to see some things here. Uh, turn with me to the book of Daniel, chapter 1. Daniel, chapter 1. Now, I want you to put a piece of paper there and just our, a bookmark of some kind so you can flip to it real quick. And then go back to the book of Matthew. Once you find Daniel chapter 1, go back to the book of Matthew. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem where did these wise men come from now the Bible gives us more reference now in one of the weeks we talked about the, the traditions of men that make the word of God of no effect how our manger scene, our nativity scene that we have in America for Christmas you know it, it's not celebrated worldwide that way, do you understand that? that? that's really the way we've understood it and the way our culture has embraced it but one of the things we found out that uh, and we'll see here again today that there are some things that we celebrate that aren't necessarily the way they took place now I love Christmas I like the way we celebrate it but I don't let the way we celebrate it hide the truth of what really took place sometimes the way we celebrate it hides the truth of what really took place that's why the scripture says or when the scripture says that traditions when traditions are greater than the truth, it makes the truth of no effect. So we can't let. I'm not saying we can't we, we shouldn't celebrate Christmas and, and do it the way our culture and the things that we like to do, but let's not, uh, let's not hide the truth in our celebrations. Let's expose the truth. And the truth is, there's nothing that says that there was three wise men. Okay? There was nothing that says, you know, we all know that, well, I shouldn't say we all know, but... Most people understand that December 25th was not the birth of Jesus Christ. It's our traditions that celebrate it on that day. Nothing wrong with it. I have no problem. I understand all the history of December the 25th and all that kind of things. That goes back to Babylon. Matter of fact, a lot of things go back to Babylon. Matter of fact, that's where we're at right now. Let me read this again. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, Uh, the king behold wise men came from the east now where did these wise men come from we'll look over in the book of daniel there's a lot of people who believe that book of daniel chapter one is where these wise men came from real quickly we're going to go through you're going to learn something this morning that most pastors don't know in their own church you're going to have some information today you're going to hear some information i hope it goes way beyond information becomes heart You know, but this is some information. I mean, people say, where did the wise men come from? The Bible tells, listen, listen, this is how awesome and how powerful God is. See, we think these things just happened. Stop and ask the question, what caused the wise men to come from the east? What caused them to come and worship a newborn king? They didn't come to, to just look at the newborn king. They came to worship. Now, wait a minute. You have a group of people in the Far East that's not part of Jerusalem, and they're in the Far East and they came to worship, so that means they were believers. Wait a minute. You mean God had other believers outside of Jerusalem? God had other people. Listen, the the people in Jerusalem weren't even looking for the Messiah, they weren't looking for the Savior, they weren't looking, they hadn't even seen the star. Now, see, our nativity shows that everybody thinks the star showed up when the shepherds were in the field, right? Nah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't there. Everybody in Jerusalem should have seen the star, right? If they saw it in the east, if it was bright enough for them to see in the east, all Jerusalem should have seen the star above the Bethlehem, above the manger. They didn't see it. We're going to read about that. Look what it says here. This is so cool. In the book of Daniel, chapter 1, it says, In the third year of the reign of... Someone help me with that name. Joy? (laughs) Joy, King of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. You know where Babylon is? It's in the east. Babylon is 700 miles east of Jerusalem and the Lord gave say that word again Joy Jehoiakim Jehoiakim, king of Judah into the hand into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God which he carried into the land of Shinar which is in the east to the house of his God now wait a minute God gave king Nebuchadnezzar the city of Jerusalem and some of the articles that were from the house of God now why do you think God would give a king in the east things he, he turned the city over in other words they were victorious when they besieged the city and it says the reason they were victorious is because God gave the city to them Look, at, look over here in... Um, let me just go ahead and read the rest of this. "...in the house of his God, and he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed... Joy? Ashpenaz, Ashpenaz the master of the eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom. So in other words, He took people captive from Jerusalem. He took the wisest of the young men that were there, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve the king's palace now wonder what they were going to serve in the king's palace wonder what they were going to do in the king's palace does everybody well let's just go ahead and read the rest of it and whom they might teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans this is amazing the king of Babylon wanted to know the now you're asking the question what about the Chaldeans What's the language in the literature of the Chaldeans? How did the king Babylon get his, the king of Belshazzar get his hands? What, what's the big deal about the language? You, you ever hear a man named called Abraham? Abraham was the beginning of the Jewish race. He was the first Jew. He came from, the land of Ur, the, from Ur, the land of the Chaldeans. So when Here's the picture, so when the king Belshazzar came to Jerusalem, he got the language and the literature of all the children of Israel, everything God had ever spoken to them. from the beginning of this country from, from this from the Jewish race to that present time, he got the language and the literature and had the had Daniel teach. Remember we're not going to take time to read the entire scripture here, but who was who was the one that interpreted Belshazzar's dream? Nebuchadnezzar. Or Nebuchadnezzar's dream? Daniel. Daniel. The Bible goes on and talks about how Daniel didn't receive anything that the king, the king wanted to give him the best food, the best of this, so that they could be the best. And Daniel said, no, let me just do it the way that I was raised and according to the, the scriptures and the things that I was raised in. I'll show you that my way is better. than." Listen, Daniel began to influence... All his, see, there's never a mention of Daniel ever coming back. Daniel stayed and taught the history of the children of Israel in all of God's de- declarations that he had made that there was a coming Messiah, that there was a king to come. And the scripture says in the book of Psalms that he would declare it in the heavens that God was in control of the heavens. When God put the heavens in motion, He put it in motion in a way that it would declare the coming of the Savior, the Messiah, the very day that Jesus was going to be born. Now, the children of Israel, they had forgotten this. They hadn't seen this over the years. See, God took this knowledge to Babylon. And for, see, when these wise men saw the star in the east, which we're going to read about in a second, when the wise men saw the star in the east, why were they looking for it? Why did they know that star was what it was? Because Daniel taught their grandparents, grandparents, grandparents 600 years earlier. And that knowledge of a coming Messiah kept a group of people believing in God, Jehovah, in Babylon. Babylon was a place where many gods were worshiped and there was a group of people of wise men the wisest of the wise that understood that the heavens they could look up and read the heavens and the stars and tell that the messiah was coming the savior of the world so that when the stars declared it they got on their camels and they became they they begin their journey camels travel at three miles an hour They had to travel 700 miles at three miles an hour. And that's not including stopping and setting up camp and and feeding the camp. Three miles an hour for 700 miles. They started a long time before they they saw the star. See, what we don't understand. All right, turn back to the book of Matthew. We're going to continue reading this because this is awesome. When you get a picture of this, of how God declared in the heavens. I'm going to read it verse 1 again, Matthew chapter 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? Did, don't you think the Jews should have known that there was a king being born? That's kind of like a no brainer. But they didn't. But these people did. Why? Because of the influence of Daniel. I tell you, if you're teaching in a school, don't ever underestimate the power of teaching. Daniel affected a whole nation for 600 years, his influence continued for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Now stop and see, so many times we just read past this. See, I'm glad you chuckled because three kings, three people riding on three camels is not going to disturb the whole city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the largest city in the entire Middle East. It was a metroplex. Three people walking in the gate and camels was not a big deal. It was a caravan of wise men carrying gold, frankincense, and myrrh and other gifts. And they, you've got to stop and remember, they wouldn't have came with gold, frankincense, and myrrh and other gifts. It was a treasure caravan full of gifts and they wouldn't come all that way unless they had guards to protect it. It was a lots. it had lots of camels, lots of people. They had military, they had protection. They had servants to feed them and take care of them for the trip. There were so many people that came on this caravan, it moved the entire city. That's what the Bible says. It says the whole city was moved. When Herod the uh, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes and the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, after they they said, "In Bethlehem of Judea, and thus it is written by the prophet But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, and not in the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who who will shepherd my people Israel. And verse 7, Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. Now wait a minute. Why did Herod have to ask the wise men when the star appeared. Because he hadn't seen it yet. He had no knowledge of what the wise men were talking about until they told him about it. See, our, 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 our nativity, our picture of Christmas is all kind of messed up and he sent them to bethlehem and said go and search carefully for the young child and when when you have found him bring back word uh, to me that i may come and worship him also when they heard the king they they departed and behold the star which they had seen in the east where, where had they seen the star in the east while they were in the east Went before them. I like this. The star went, but we're not going to talk about all that because it's too cool for you. I mean, it is, it's just. It's awesome to understand what took place here. That the star actually went before them till, until it came and stood over the young child. When they saw the star, they rejoiced in, uh, in exceedingly great joy. Now listen to this, verse 11. And when they had come to the house. Everybody say house. house. Does it say Manger. There we go, oops. The, sh- the wise men did not come to the manger. They came to a house. See, this happened at a different time other than when the shepherds were abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by nine. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child. The young, notice it doesn't say infant. Babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Some people believe that the translation should actually mean toddler here. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when, see, I I like that. See, they just didn't come to to just see the fulfillment of what was in the stars. They came to worship. So they were believers in what Daniel, the, the story of that Daniel passed up through the generations. They were a believer. They had a concept of God and Jehovah. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We're not going to take the time to go into all these different... uh, Gold is because uh, he was a king. Frankincense, because he was a priest. And myrrh is what is used at his death. So, all these are symbolic of what Jesus' role was in the future. Matter of fact, remember, he talked about the, uh, we talked about during the Gospel of Peace, we talked how God was declaring peace on earth, and that the, the angels declared, the angels in heaven declared peace on earth, and the multitude, I'll say it again this way, the multitudes of angels declared peace on earth, and the multitude of disciples right before his crucifixion declared peace in heaven. Oh, you just need to think about that one for a second. That'll get you. But it says there gold because he's a king, frankincense because uh, he's a priest. That's what's used at the altar. Myrrh because of his death. And being divinely warned of a dream. There's that dream again. There's that dream. God spoke to them into a realm. What did Daniel do to King Belshazzar, or Nebuchadnezzar? He interpreted a dream. He was the best dream interpreter the king had ever run across, and he passed on that history, that lineage, that knowledge of how to interpret dreams. Now let's go over to the book of... Well, let me just go ahead and read the rest of this, and we have to go back. Look at verse 13. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take uh, take your young child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you the Word. Oh, I like that. To bring you the Word. We're supposed to stay until the Word sends us somewhere else. We're supposed to keep doing what we're doing with the revelation we have until the Word takes us to another place in life. Turn with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke. Luke chapter 1. So let me just bring it all together here for you, understanding that the, the angel came to Mary and she was afraid and he, he told her to fear not. He had, she, she had to get the fear out of her heart to receive the word of God. The word of God began to be spoken to her by the angel and because there wasn't any fear in her heart, she was able to receive that word. She asked the question, how, must, how can this be? And that's where she heard that nothing is impossible for God. And the angel began to explain to her how it was going to take place. And once she was at peace with God, peace in her heart, she heard the word. She said this. She said, be it unto me. I believe with all my heart that one statement right there is the statement that each and every one of us need to have in our hearts whenever the word is spoken, the be it unto me. Because look what happens. Look over... In chapter 1, verse 45, it says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. The Scripture says, Blessed is she who believed. What if she wouldn't have believed? Would the Word have manifested in her heart, or would God have to find somebody else that would have believed His Word? I believe the Word had to be believed before it was conceived. You can't believe the Word of God until fear is taken out of your heart. Once fear is taken out of your heart, then you can receive the Word. You can believe it. Once you believe it, it's conceived in your heart. And the moment you conceive the Word of God in your heart, the camels start their trip. The camels are on their way. The very thing. See, how was Joseph and Mary going to get up immediately in the middle of the night and escape the town they were in, pick up their young child, leave the house? Could any of us today get up, leave our house, and go to another country and survive if you had to get up immediately and leave? But see, God knew what they were going to need. Joseph was a carpenter. There's no trees in Egypt. So because God knew what they were going to need, He brought them gold, frankincense, and myrrh to provide for them until they got back and for the rest of their existence on the planet Earth. God brought gold, frankincense. He didn't bring one little piece. He didn't bring a little bit of myrrh. He brought enough for their entire existence, because when Jesus is in your house, God's provision is in your house. When you get a word of God and it's conceived in your heart, provision is on its way. They didn't have to stop and wonder about it. They didn't ask, well, how's this going to happen? No, God had a plan. They believed it. And because they believed the plan, other things somewhere else in a far and distant way, things begin to work in their favor. See, when you believe God, things begin to transpire that you don't even know about. Things that you couldn't... Listen, Joseph could not arrange to have wise men bring his provision that he was going to need. He didn't have the connections. But see, that's the power of God's Word. That things begin to happen supernaturally, way beyond what you doubt or don't doubt or believe. Listen... You just our responsibility is believe. Listen, with God, nothing, all things are possible. That's what we need to say when we hear God's word. You go ahead and ask. Well, how can this be? He'll explain it. But just remember, with God, all things are possible. Well, I don't know how I'm going to touch touch that country for your glory. Well, this is how it's going to happen. But just remember, with me, all things are possible. Well, I just don't know how I'm going to bring righteousness into my family. Listen, it doesn't matter. But with me, all things are possible. Well, listen, I don't know how I'm going to live a life beyond my own personal heart. Listen, it doesn't matter. With God, all things are possible. All you have to do is believe the word and the camels get up. And they start their journey to support the word that was spoken to Mary and Joseph. You believe God's word and your camels are on the way. You don't believe God's word? How many people need camels? Quit looking for the camels. Believe the word. word. And the camels will show up. They weren't looking for camels, were they? Joseph and Mary looking for camels? No. No. They were just believing the Word. And see, we need to get our eyes focused on God's Word and believe what He says. And let that, be the, let that guide and rule our heart. The Scriptures let the peace of God rule your heart. <clears throat> when you get this principle in your heart, when you get to understand that this nativity scene that we have, it, it's, it's, it's stolen so much from us because it's so out of whack and it, it's not the way the Bible really is. Now it's just it's pretty and it's, 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 it's all concise and condensed into one thing. So we, listen, there was a reason that Herod came to kill the children of Bethlehem uh, that were two years and under. They believed that Jesus was anywhere from uh, six months to one year old by the time the wise men got there. Mm. During that process of time after Jesus was born they moved to a house and the camels were still coming. See, they didn't, They're still coming. See there's provision coming your way. Just got to believe the word. This is one that really is the simple. I believe that this, this whole story here is how our life should be lived in faith of God. In other words, get, the peace, get, get at peace with God. Some people are trying to hear the word without the peace of God. You know what happens when, when you try to hear the word without the peace of God in your heart? You take everything selfish. It's not received the way it's supposed to be. Get, it, you know, it's given one way and it's received a different way. Oh. Matter of fact, we'll talk about this again. How did Mary get over the fear of her heart? How did Mary get past the fear that was in her heart? What was the word that the angel spoke to her? You have found favor. You're loved by God. See, when the world finds out that for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that He's at peace with the world, the world should then receive His word. But the the world doesn't receive His his word because the church is telling them to watch out. God's going to strike you dead. Lightning bolt. (laughs) Judgment. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. He declared from heaven after 400 silent years, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, 400 silent years, He declared peace on earth and good will toward men. And either that is true or God is a liar. It doesn't matter what man says. That's what God said. Peace on earth. Not between man, but between Him and man. And right before Jesus died on Calvary, the multitude of disciples cried out, Peace in heaven. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, and peace in heaven. They declared from here. See, when he hung on the cross, he said, It is finished. The war is over. Isaiah 54 said, The, the hills shall depart and the, the, be removed, but my covenant of peace shall never be removed. Man! We need to understand that God is at peace because of Jesus Christ coming. But the world needs to hear that. We need to hear that. We need to understand that when we believe the Word, it's real simple. When you believe the Word, it's going to cause you to experience a jubilation in your heart. Just like when Mary, Mary's song after, after uh, 45 here. It says in chapter 1 and verse 46, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in my Savior. He has regarded... He, she began pretty soon... You know, you know what she began to do? Her confession. What came out of her mouth was because of what she really believed in her heart. She believed everything that the angel had told her because her heart was in a position to receive it. and Because it received it, confession comes forth. What does the Scripture say? Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to speak she couldn't keep quiet she began to express out of her mouth what she believed in her heart she believed that she was accepted by god and now she was going to be blessed among women she hadn't seen nothing happen yet but she believed it what are you confessing what are you believing with all my heart I believe that we're supposed to be confessing the truth of what we've experienced in our heart and what we've experienced in our heart is because of the peace that's been in our heart when we received the word and it's changed us it made us believe something we couldn't believe before we see things differently listen Mary was a little bitty girl in a little bitty place she didn't have a mindset of greatness and all these great kinds of things going on in the world she was hoping to give birth to a son and get married and 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 grow grapes or olives you know who knows what she was going to do? she didn't have a vision to be the mother of the messiah but to see the word will change even the way you think it'll change your dreams it'll change your vision it'll change your opinion about yourself it'll cause you to see the things of god in your life instead of the things that you're what's been passed down to you in life it'll cause you to step up and, and step over hindrances You'll be able to go on. See, she stepped over what was normal. We talked about this the first week. You know, if Mary would have stayed around what was normal, they would have stoned her. She had to get away from what was normal. Normal is the enemy of what God's calling you to do. I tell you, you hang around, you, you get God in your life, and you go tell everybody in your family about it, and they're not godly, they're going to tell you, oh, no, you're just this, you're just that. No, normal will kill the Word of God inside. She had to go around somebody of like faith. She had to go around somebody... That was six months ahead of a miraculous birth. You know, I had to hang, I I wanted to be a pastor. I hung around, I had Billy Joe Doherty as my first example of a good pastor. I hung around him. He knew me by name. I knew He he came to my birthday party because we had a relationship. I wanted to be like Billy Joe Doherty, the pastor of all pastors, in my opinion. I want to be like him. So what did I do? I hung around him. Mary had a miraculous birth conception. She wanted, she wanted the fulfillment of that. God had her go to be around Elizabeth who was six months ahead of her. She exhorted Elizabeth. Elizabeth exhorted her. They helped one another go along in their vision and purpose. They had to get away from what was normal. Mary comes back to her hometown. She didn't have to tell anybody she was pregnant. I tell you what, when the Word of God starts happening in you, you won't have to tell anybody that you're pregnant with the Word of God. When you got something birthed inside of you from God, it's going to come out of your mouth. They're going to see it in your flesh. It's gonna, the, why are you doing the thing? Because I've got the word in me. Something's birthed in me. I've got missions birthed in me. I've got preaching birthed in me. I've got loving the, un, the unlovable. I've got feet. You know, whatever it is, you've got, if it's birthed in you, people are going to know about it. But oh, not the church. We silent our night, we put our light under a bushel. Oh, I tell you, Mary sung. She sang a song that's recorded for all history to see. It's hey, just not a little nativity. This is Christmas season, church. I want you to be fully aware. Christmas is about hearing God's Word. Having peace in your heart. And being changed by the conception. The see, it's, it's not, See, you live in a Christian life as a sign that a miracle took place. See, Jesus, see the sign was the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. That was the sign. The miracle was the conception. And there's a miracle conception in each one of us. The question is what is our sign? What, what are we letting the world know? See Mary's sign was that she was going to sing. Then she had another sign. After she sung, she got you know large with the word yes the word was large within her it enlarged her frame what's the word doing in us come on church got, well, I got news for you the moment she believed the camels got up and were on their way I really believe it with all my heart the moment she said be it unto me Everything that family needed was on the way. And everything you have need of, the moment you believe, is on the way. Even if it comes from another country by camels. Let's stand up. Father, I thank You for this opportunity You've given us during this season to, to open Your Word and, and read Your Word. Father, I pray that You'll uh, open the eyes of our understanding to Your Word uh, with peace in our heart. May we understand who we are, not because of what we do, but because of what You've done. May we understand that You, have, you are at peace with us, and may we be at peace with You so that when we hear Your Word, it will be received on good ground. And that Word will produce 30, 60, and 100-fold return, full completion. May Your Word work in us to full fruit come forth. Father, I thank You for the peace. Father, I thank You that I have seen and experienced Your peace. I know without a shadow of a doubt that you are at peace with me. Not because of what I do and don't do, but because of what you determined in heaven. Thank you that I am loved by you. Father, I thank you that I'm chosen. And I can make that calling and election sure. And that when I make that calling and election sure, and it's firmly founded in my heart, I won't stagger in unbelief. But I'll be fully persuaded that you are able to do and keep that which I've committed unto you. Father, I thank You for the camels that are coming because we here at the river, we believe. Be it unto us. Be it unto us at the river what Your Word has to say for us. We believe it. We receive it. And we understand the camels are coming. But Father, we're not going to concentrate on the camels. We're going to concentrate on Your Word. And we're going to nourish Your Word. We're going to take care of Your Word. We're going to nurture Your Word. And as it brings forth fruit in our lives, and as You call us to do the things You've called us to do, the provision is there. I thank You that the gifts for this body are coming. They're on their way. Whatever we have need of, they're either here or they're on their way. And we thank you for that. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are the great teacher. Mm. Mm. Yes. I believe, I believe that you are all divine Yes Do you church Just sing that again and see yourself as 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 Mary did. And just let it be the song of your heart. I believe. The camels are coming, church. See, what we need to understand in this process of Mary, once she received peace in her heart, she heard the Word. She began to see the manifestation of that Word coming to pass in her life. Every day, there was a new awareness of the Word of God working in her life. She gave birth, the Word came to full fulfillment. But now it was time for them to take care of the Word that God had given them in the natural, in the flesh. Because of what they had experienced in the past with God and His Word, they were ready and willing to move at a moment's notice to get up, leave the comfort of their home, and protect the Word. They weren't going to Egypt to protect themselves. They were going to Egypt to protect the Word. Are you willing to protect the Word that's in your heart. Are you willing to believe and go and do what God's called you and may call you and may tell you what to do to protect the Word or is the home surrounding comforts going to cause you to stay? If the home surroundings were so comfortable that they didn't want to go to Egypt where they didn't know nobody, the Word would have been stopped. But they were willing to do what they were instructed to do to save the Word. See, not only did the Word come to save you, you're here to save the Word that's in you. Save the word that God's put inside you. Don't let the cares and the concerns of this world choke it out. Mm. Mm. I believe. I believe. Just everybody say, I believe. I believe. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you that you have sent the Holy Spirit here to help us. Encourage us, equip us. Holy Spirit, help us save the Word that's inside of us. Show us how to nurture the Word that's deep inside us. May we bring it forth and once it comes forth teach us how to keep the word how to abide in the word how to walk in the word and establish the word scripture says he who has ears to hear let him hear what the spirit is saying I hope and pray that you have heard what the Spirit is saying this morning. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.